What's up, guys? Welcome back. Coming to you live from Farmington Hills, Michigan. Your host, David Chandra. Hope you're all doing well and staying safe. We have a brand new episode today. A first-year student from Barry University, College of Podiatric Medicine down in Miami, Florida. Nikhil, introduce yourself to the listeners, man. Hello, everyone. My name is Nikhil Ravishankar. Um, as David mentioned, I'm a first-year medical student at Barry University School of Podiatric Medicine. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's a small town right outside Nashville, Tennessee. And um, uh, not, not quite born and raised, um, raised, but um, I was born in the small southern coastal town of Madurai in India and uh, came to the United States shortly after uh, within about three or four months of being born. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I moved to Miami recently to start medical school um, and just really just eager to get started and uh, immerse myself further into this community. And David, thank you again for having me on the, uh, on the podcast today. Definitely, man. It's a pleasure to have you. And we're glad to be able to have students come back on and be able to share your guys' experience and your journey into the field of podiatry. And the fact that you're a first year student fresh off the boat, you know, starting your classes. And it's probably been, what, one month? yet or one month fully or been about a month yeah Yeah. we're uh, coming right up on that point yeah and you guys are uh this this new virtual uh sessions online zoom whatever it is that you guys are doing it's a lot different than what it was for me uh three and a half years ago when i was a first year so i'm sure that you guys will have uh stories for future generations um that you started your uh, medical school journey uh virtually as opposed to being in class so um Let's go all the way back before we kind of talk about podiatry, about Barry and where you are right now. So tell us a little bit about what got you into the field of medicine, what you did back in undergrad, where you went to undergrad and what your major was and what kind of directed you into the field of medicine. Absolutely. Um, So to kind of start from the very beginning, um, I was oriented with medicine pretty early on. Um, I grew up uh, in a family of medical professionals. Um, it just so happened that the uh, you know all of my extended family members were in in healthcare. Um, but the uh, I think the initial orientation to healthcare kind of started as a curiosity. Um, I was you know just curious about the field itself. I would follow you know certain relatives on rotations here and there, and um, you know the the, the cliche playing with uh, <laughs> medical instruments as a child and everything. But yeah. Um, that didn't really take shape um, into a fascination until I got to high school. Um, when I got to high school, um, I started to um, better understand the correlation between science um, and then also, you know, the, the um, not as much the clinical side, but I started to be able to, you know, bridge that gap a little bit. Um, and so uh, I think when it was the beginning of my undergraduate tenure, I actually got some experience in the hospital. I got to shadow um, a family friend who was an orthopedic surgeon and, uh, seeing the field from the lens of a specialist, um, was something that opened my eyes to, you know, all these clinical correlations and just how, um, extensive and, and how big of a, a field medicine truly is. And so, um, kind of, you know, like I mentioned, that initial curiosity turned into, um, you know, that, that coupled with, uh, an appreciation of the basic sciences, um, and just getting further immersed within to, uh, within my major, um, at Western Kentucky University, that's my alma mater, and I was a biology and a chemistry double major there, so I was able to see, you know, the the clinical applications of what we learned, maybe a little bit closer to the end of undergrad, 
Um, but uh, it was a couple um, little, I'd say, anecdotal type experiences that were really profound to me. One of them um, specifically was uh, I did this program called the PEP program at the University of Kentucky. And it's basically a five-week uh, summer program where you get to shadow various specialties within medicine and you get to do some rotations in the OR, the ER, um, OBGYN, and et cetera. And so um, seeing, you know, uh, seeing like the interplay of not only just the science and the understanding of things like anatomy and biochem um, with the clinical side and what it takes to truly be a clinician, you know, the interpersonal skills and whatnot, um, that sort of coalesced. And I just knew it was a field for me from that point on. For sure. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times the classes is where your interest starts, like you said, in biology and chemistry and those subjects that you had to take during high school, as well as an undergrad. But when you go out and you're able to shadow and see what a doctor really does and apply the knowledge that they've learned in all of those core classes to, you know, what's going on with the patient or what's going on with that specific case going on kind of puts everything together. So I completely understand where you're coming from. And I think that's very important when we go through this journey of making the decision whether medicine is for us or not. You know, a lot of the people that went through undergrad and took like all those prereq prereq classes like biology, physics, orgo, chemistry, general chemistry, general chemistry, and everything like that, a lot of times one of one or two of those classes kind of weed you out, right? But once you get past that stage, then you ask yourself, is this the field for me? You start shadowing different people, and you got to do that a little bit earlier than that. So tell us one or two of the fields that you really liked or you really enjoyed pre-podiatry, you know, you said you went into the ED, you went into the OR, OBGYN, and various different specialties. So which ones really stuck out to you in your initial stages? Absolutely. Um, so for my initial stages, um, the one that just, you know, I gravitated towards right away um, was probably uh, this time that I spent in the ED. Um, emergency medicine was one that jumped out to me because um, I think uh, to draw, to, to, to shed light rather on a specific experience, um, I got to shadow this one um, ER doctor um, I, it was around my sophomore, junior year of college, and uh, this was at um, the University of Kentucky, and so it was a level one trauma center, and so, um, you know, things are pretty chaotic on the, yeah. on the daily, and so uh, one thing that I found really fascinating is that despite any kind of chaos, despite what was happening around, um, you know, situationally, um, the particular physician, the attending that I was able to, um, you know, get some experience from and shadow under, um, he was so calm. He was so just tranquil and you know, wasn't really phased by what was happening around him. And to me, that showed just a level of um, uh, not just a level of understanding, but a level of maturity. Um, and I just I really fell in love with that side of medicine right away because it's so fast paced. It's so, um, you know, you have to be a jack of all trades. You have to be able to wear different hats um, in a very, um, you know, intense situation at times. And um, for me, I like to, you know, I like to think of myself that as a person that doesn't like to sit still, you know, I yeah. like to kind of be on my feet, be doing something, um, always got to have some kind of a routine going on. But I think that's the beauty of the ER. There really isn't, um, you know, every single day poses a different challenge and or a different, you know, set of rewards potentially. So, um, so that was one that I fell in love with right away. And then another one um, was just, I guess, you know, sort of like an umbrella over not only orthopedics, but, um, you know, in, 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 in terms of uh, uh, physical therapy and things like that. I think sports medicine was one that I fell in love with right away. Um, obviously, that stemmed, I think, from just, uh, you know, my love for sports, playing different sports growing up. I played soccer, tennis, and, you know, basketball growing up. And so um, those were some that, um, you know, just sustaining my own injuries and then also seeing um, seeing other people's, uh, you know, injuries and ailments um, through shadowing opportunities. That's something that inspired a little bit of a 
a passion and a little bit of a love for sports medicine. And so um, those were probably the first initial two. But um, but yeah, medicine itself is so all encompassing. And it was just awesome to get that experience early on. For sure. It almost feels like I'm listening to myself talk because some of the uh, things that I really liked were sports medicine and ER as well, too. I shadowed my uncle in the ER and was able to see how an ER works. You know, I kind of initially when I got interested in the field of medicine, I really wanted to be able to do whatever comes into the hospital, you know, being able to enjoy that moment, that thrill of like being able to take care of anyone that walks in, whatever, whether it's with the head, the brain, the feet, you know, the whatever it is. And the fact that, like you said, jack of all trades and being able to like know how to diagnose a patient, know how to take care of a patient in intense, very quick, very efficient way is is very important and i think that's what some that's something that drew me to the er you know and i was really interested in it. sports medicine same thing kind of branched from the fact that i love sports that i love the fact that i played sports i watch sports you know it's something that i do all the time i still do it you know so kind of going back based on that tell me a little bit about where that transition happened and when you found out about podiatry in your undergrad years or how that things that you liked about medicine kind of translated to the field of podiatry? Definitely. So I think when I decided to, um, uh, you know, pursue medicine um, around the fr my freshman year of college, um, there was a couple of different routes that were already in place. There was, you know, you could follow this MD route, you could follow a certain, you know, a, a DO route. And I guess under those two routes, um, uh, pre-med was sort of the classification or, you know, the designation that you'd have going throughout college. Um, so for me, I, I didn't know too much about podiatric medicine on the front end. Um, I knew um, that the, the foot and the ankle um, obviously had, you know, there were uh, those with expertise and foot and ankle surgeons, but I didn't ultimately understand that um, foot and ankle surgery and, and the responsibility of that of that part of our body was uh, not just under, you know, an orthopedist or somebody um, who had that kind of background. But um, I think that transition sort of happened kind of organically, actually. I think it happened um, right around the time of my junior year of college. Um, I was going through that that cycle that we're all very familiar with yeah. of, you know, taking the MCAT and submitting all these applications. And I think I went into that whole um, sort of stage with the intentions of wanting to go the MD or the DO route. Um, but it was actually perfect timing um, in, you know, my orientation to podiatric medicine. Um, there's, uh, I really can't you know, talk too much about it without addressing, you know, the, the, some of my mentors that, um, helped me get to that point. Um, there's a podiatrist, uh, back in my hometown, uh, by the name of Dr. Jeffrey Snell and him and his wife, uh, both, uh, have a practice called Cumberland foot and ankle back in my hometown of Bowling Green. And, you know, I decided to, um, go shadow them because, uh, I, I really didn't know much of what a podiatrist did or what, you know, it entailed and, um, kind of just sustaining my own foot and ankle injuries, um, led me to, you know, be in their office in the first place and so with that sort of built into like a fascination a little bit and then i came back to shadow and so um when i started shadowing them one thing i realized right away um that's unique i think to podiatric medicine is that i love the way that it um, treats conditions through not only a biomechanical and a physical approach but also through the surgical approach um, that's one thing about me too i think like i've always kind of liked to work with my hands um and so that's why when i knew i wanted to go into medicine i knew it had um, I know it's, you know, very early to make this sort of, uh, um, you know, it's very early to like have this thought, but of becoming a surgeon, but it was something that I was very much interested in. And so, um, I like the idea of, of, of being a surgeon, but also having a primary care component, 
um, which is unique, I think, to the field of podiatry. And not only were they so down to earth and profound mentors, um, you know, in my life and helping me get to this stage, but um, I saw the way that their podiatric medical practice took on the personality um, of them as practitioners, um, which is not something I really saw in uh, some of the other rotations and shadowing opportunities I had. Sometimes, you know, the, you can, if you work in um, like a big hospital or, um, you know, there's a lot of different clinicians, it's, um, it's more about delegating to a different provider or more so, um, you know, sometimes you're fighting through a crowd to be able to see certain procedures. And um, there was this level of intentionality um, that I hadn't really found, um, you know, in any of my other uh, experiences. And that's something that drew me in right away. Um, and then I think even with that, uh, one th another thing I understood that, that really enhanced my perspective on podiatry was that, um, you know, you're trained as a specialist from day one. Yeah. Um, and I think that that decreases, you know, the possibility of misdiagnoses. Um, and also, you know, uh, it can, and I thought it was very fascinating that podiatrists not only follow, um, you know, the treatment strategies and the treatment plan, but also rehabilitation. Yeah. And that was huge for me as someone who was already fascinated by sports medicine. I was just completely just, you know, encapsulated in that idea of um, there's, it's very thorough. There's not, you know, uh, the podiatrist takes a very thorough approach and um, all those things kind of started to, um, you know, materialize a little bit. And, and uh, before I knew it, I, you know, fell in love with the field of podiatry and um, like I said it happened pretty organically but I really am pretty pretty thankful that I had you know that mentorship in my life at the you know the right time yeah definitely I think that's very important and a lot of times the decisions we make are based off of the mentors that we had at the right time at the right opportunities as well as you know you being able to uh, find that love for what you want to do in the future I don't think if you uh, you know do something without that kind of passion, that love, that desire that drives you each and every day. It's really hard to go through these four years of school, be it podiatry school, be it MD school, be it DO school. I think it becomes very tough because there are going to be days that really try you. There's going to be an exam that you might not do well, and there might be an assignment that you might not do well, and there might be a day where you mess up in lab. You know, you might not do it the way that the professor wanted you to do it or the attending wanted you to do it in clinic. But when you know that hey, I made this decision, I made this decision for myself, and I was, you know, kind of guided down this path, and, uh, and I'm happy where I am. You push yourself every day, even when it's tough, even when it's hard, and I think that's the most important part in this whole journey. So kind of talking about the fact that, you know, initially you had applied to MD and DO schools. Talk to us a little bit about that. I know a lot of times, a lot of students struggle with this uh, concept of, you know, podiatry is you know, the bottom of the food chain. And we hear that a lot and we see that a lot too. I'm a fourth year and I, you know, as I'm in the hospitals and clinics, sometimes podiatry gets looked to the side, you know, pushed to the side and, you know, we don't get the preeminence that we should, we should uh, have. And tell us a little bit about what kind of things that drew you to that. I know you mentioned the lifestyle, the way a podiatrist is and being able to take care of a patient from the beginning to the very end and being there with the patient and the rehab process as well too but really the application portion of it and being able to tell yourself like hey this field is just as important than any other field in the field of medicine and i think you know you touched upon it a little bit and i want you to kind of elaborate on that and talk about your own personal experience related to that most definitely. So um, the first thing that pops into my mind, um, I was a part of this uh, pre-health society in undergrad. Um, it's, I, I believe it was called AED. And uh, basically, we would have a variety of guest speakers that would come speak to us through the course of the semester. 
And um, I was fortunate enough to take part in, you know, this uh, organization throughout the course of my undergraduate tenure. And um, one thing that I noticed right away that was apparent is that um, our guest speakers and the people that would come speak to us that were professionals in healthcare, um, it was usually either MDs, DOs, physical therapists, um, even a couple dentists here and there. Uh, but one thing was was missing, and that's a podiatrist. And so I think um, once I sort of found that you know the podiatric medical journey and and that that side of medicine um, is something that is tailored to you know my interests, um, I started to ask a couple of questions, and I was like, why is there not um, as much pre podiatry sort of curricula or um, really just advocacy, as you mentioned? And um, I think you know that kind of prompted me to do my own research. I started looking into podiatry and the history of it. Um, it's a younger profession. It's a smaller medical community, and I think um, with those two um, are sort of those two things are sort of factors, and and maybe why it doesn't get the representation and the and the uh, sometimes even the um, the attention that it deserves. And I think um, I read this one article in particular that kind of sold it for me. It was um, the the title of the article was Podi- "Why Podiatry is the Best Kept Secret in Medicine," mm-hmm. um, and it sort of you know it got into these uh, factors of why. Um, you know, sometimes the field is overlooked and sometimes people have this, you know, because if, if you put yourself in the shoes of somebody who maybe um, is diabetic or somebody that has uh, any issues pertaining to the foot and the ankle, um, our first initial thought um, is not to sometimes it, it, it could sometimes not be to go see a podiatrist. It could just be to see my general practitioner, my family physician or perhaps even an orthopedist. Um, so I think, you know, uh, I think education is very important, obviously. Um, you know, in advocating for the field, it's important um, that we create awareness and educate um, not only, you know, people that could be our future patients one day, but also just um, each other and, and, and growing uh, through this to this through this journey as we um, as we all are uh, sort of seeking to become um, clinicians one day. And so um, for me, I think uh, I, when I started to ask these questions of why maybe podiatric medicine is not getting um, the attention that it deserves. Um, I think I started to see more of that calling, and I started to see um, that you know, it's, the foot and the ankles is, in my opinion, the most neglected part of our body. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that warrants for uh, podiatric medicine to be just as important as as general medicine, or just as important as dentistry, or you know. And so, um, I think I think to answer your question, I think the uh, something that led me away from just going that conventional route that I was on, um, was just educating myself. I think educating myself and making sure that I understood that, um, this profession not only encompasses, you know, the things that I'd like to do on a daily basis, but there's also such a diversity within the profession. You can do photopediatrics, um, you can do wound care management, diabetic foot care, sports med. Um, and so just the, the, ex- the extensive um, spectrum of what um, I, I think another analogy that was made to me um, that really cemented this for me is that podiatry is tunable. Um, and you can really tune the profession into, you know, um, I think there's a misconception sometimes that podiatrists maybe just work on callus removals yeah. and ingrown toenails all day, but that's certainly not the case as, as you and I know, it's, um, it's much more than that. Um, and I think it's a profession that is, is, is on the rise. And I think uh, people are starting to pay attention um, obviously, with the you know rising population of, of diabetics in our country, and then also people that um, you know may be seeking exclusive uh, care as it pertains to the foot and the ankle. So those factors kind of uh, sold me on the profession, and and I want to be an ambassador to it one day. For sure. No, I think it's uh you highlighted on everything that's very important for listeners to know, especially those who are prospective students, those who are an undergrad, and those that might be starting their first year. You know, eventually. 
and for even your classmates too, your uh, colleagues that are first years in every school outside uh, in the other eight schools as well too, which is, it's key to always remember to do your research. If you don't do your research, you're not doing the due diligence that every field deserves, you know? And it's not to say that a specialty within MD or DO is not any, you know, less than podiatry or podiatry is any less than the other, or even for example, dentistry, every, every field of medicine is important and that, that helps a patient and overall. And ultimately the main goal is to be able to treat patients, provide the healthcare that they deserve, that they need. And that's what your main goal is as a, uh, as a physician, as a clinician, you know, and we can't ever forget that. And I know you said it's the best kept secret. And when it's a secret, you got to go look for it, right? Unless it's going to be a secret forever, unless someone comes and tells you about it or, or you go and do your research, like you said. And uh, one of the mentors for me, Dr. Unger, who lives out here in Farmington Hills, when I first spoke to him about podiatry, he said it's a gem and the gem of medicine, you know, not a lot of people know about it. And this was three and a half years ago when I was starting, this was during my gap year. And, you know, it's probably taken a lot of strides since the time I started. And now you're a first year and four years from now, it's going to be different. Four years from then, it's going to be different. And it's an ever growing field. And like you mentioned, it's a, it's a younger field and most people are still getting used to what it is. And, you know, there's still a lot of advancements that are being made. A lot of younger doctors that are doing more contemporary surgical procedures or in-office procedures that are so cool compared to the quote-unquote callus removal or the nail cutters or, you know, like, like you said, ingrown toenail removal. There's a lot more to it and you can tune it, like you said, to what you want it to be. There's doctors that I've come across that don't want to cut nails at all, you know, not that that it's not something that they can do, but that's not what they want their practice to be all about, you know, but then there's some clinicians that only want that. And I've seen a little bit of both. And the fact that sometimes you can do that basic thing of clipping someone's toenails and go to the point of doing a surgical procedure on them, doing an ankle repair or doing an Achilles tendon repair gives you that versatile nature of the field, you know, and it kind of goes back to the fact of what we talked about the ER being able to do everything for a patient from the simplest thing to the most difficult thing. And I know we're specialized in the foot and ankle and the lower extremity, but being able to have that variety, being able to take care of any patient that walks through your door that's related to the foot and ankle, I think speaks a lot to what we learn as students and what we become as residents and attendings in the future as well too. So shed some light into why you chose Barry over all the other schools and tell us a little bit about where you applied and what kind of stood out about Barry to you as opposed to the other eight schools that are out there in the country. Most definitely. So the, the application process, um, you know, for me, um, much like, much like yourself, um, I decided to take a gap year as well. Um, so after, you know, I was class of 2019, um, as far as my undergraduate studies, and then I took the year and, um, I think in, in that time, that's really when, you know, I gained a lot of shadowing experience within podiatric medicine. I was able to understand the field a little bit better. Um, and, and you know, understand it from the perspective of, um, of, you know, where can I maximize, um, you know, my, my studies and also, uh, my network in, you know, the four years I'm going to be spending in school, because, 
Um, obviously, you know, uh, with with us being on a four-year track and a three-year surgery-focused residency, um, I wanted to put myself in a good position, obviously, to get the best residency possible. And I think, um, you know, they, they, they've told us, even in the short month that we've been here, you know, don't th- think about things like residency. Don't think about rotations and things like that. And I, I think that's true to an extent. Um, obviously, you don't want to get bogged down by something that seems, you know, uh, that's so far away, but, you know, seems like it's, it's closer than it really is. Um, that was something that was very important to me when I decided to apply to school. I wanted, uh, you know, to consider factors like board pass rates. I wanted to consider factors like match rates. Um, and then there's some other, uh, criteria as well. Um, so that kind of brings me to, you know, why I think Barry stood out. Um, I was able to, so out of the, all the pediatric medical colleges, I, I believe when it was all said and done, I applied to five. Um, and out of the five, um, you know, uh, this, this whole application timeline obviously um, is, is one that, you know, uh, is, is unique for a different reason. That's obviously because COVID, you yeah. know, interrupted, um, COVID-19 interrupted um, a lot of these interviews. And it's, it's kind of just, you know, it, it shook up the demographic of, of, you know, things like applying to medical school and really just the world. And so uh, for me, I was very fortunate to be able to knock out a lot of these interviews that I, uh, I had lined up right before um, COVID-19 uh, got as, uh, you know, as significant as it did. And um, in that time span, um, Barry was actually my first interview. Um, so it was the one that I went into it. You know, when you have a couple interviews under your belt, I think you become, um, you know, comfortable with, you know, answering certain questions and you might even see some recurrent questions. And so, uh, but for me, I mean, Barry was my first interview, so I didn't really know as much what to expect. And um, I just went into it, you know, try to be as optimistic as I could and really just um, be authentic. And as soon as I got to Barry, um, I know it's really cliche to say this, but um, I think something just clicked. And it, it clicked uh, not just, um, I'd say, really before my actual interview happened, it sort of clicked because um, one thing that I noticed that stood out about Barry is they really took the time to not just get to know me from an academic perspective, but really get to know me as a person. Um, that's something I really appreciated. Um, Barry is a class of 67 students on average coming in each year. And so um, it's class sizes. Uh, I'd say about middle of the pack when it comes to the other podiatric medical schools and, and class size was a big, a big factor for me. But um, I think, you know, they, they took such a intentional approach in getting to know me just as a candidate, um, which led me, you know, to, to, to believe that um, if I was to be admitted, um, you know, this is like a community oriented atmosphere. Um, there's nothing, you know, that's um, obviously we're all, we're all professionals striving for the same thing, future professionals rather striving for the same thing. And so um, having that sense of uh, community, almost like a family-like aspect was huge to me. Um, Another thing that really stood out about Barry was the diversity of the class. Um, And when I say diversity, I don't just mean from an ethnic and a cultural perspective, but just diversity of thought. Um, even just, um, it's, a, it's kind of funny, uh, my roommate is actually uh, the, uh, the other uh, student that I interviewed with on the same day. So nice. um, and it was just it was just the two of us. And uh, even just, you know, bounce, bouncing uh, ideas and thoughts off him, um, I could really see that diversity of thoughts starting to take place. And then talking to faculty, um, speaking with different administrators, um, it was very, very fascinating to see all these different backgrounds and, and ultimately what brought um, everyone to this central location. And uh, I think that's something that stood out to me. Barry placed a huge emphasis on um, promoting diversity within the profession um, and then within their class as well. And so that's something that stood out to me. Another thing, um, Barry, uh, Barry showed a very strong track record when it came to the field of sports medicine within podiatry. 
Um, I think Barry holds the only accredited sports medicine podiatric fellowship in the country. Um, so obviously, you know, entering first year, it's a little early to say, oh, well, I'm going to do sports medicine or I'm going to do wound care or something like that. But it was very encouraging to know that Barry placed such a high emphasis on something that's um, really got me to, into medicine in the first place. Um, so I think uh, all those factors and then another another big one, too, I think, is that uh, Barry is a program that is exclusively, uh, you know, the BUSPM is a program exclusively to podiatric medical students. Um, we don't have to share, you know, uh, facilities and share um, sort of like a curriculum with any other medical uh, communities, such as whether it be MD students, DO students, which I don't want to say that's a bad thing at all. I think healthcare is all about collaboration. Um, but it's very, very encouraging to know that, you know, the emphasis is being placed on um, on training us as specialists from day one, and there's nothing really standardized about the way that we, uh, the way that we learn. And so, um, for me, those were some factors that were compelling. Um, I got the chance to interview at a couple other institutions as well. I interviewed at Kent, I interviewed at Shoal, um, New York College of Podiatric Medicine, um, and all of all of which are exceptional institutions and um, were very, very um, impressive when I was able to interview. But to me, I think Barry stood out for some of those factors. Definitely, and I think that's very important that you pick the school that fits you. And like you said, there was something different about it when you walked into uh, your interview at Barry, and I'm sure that your four years that are ahead of you uh, will show nonetheless, you know, and that you keep doing what you're doing. And the biggest thing that you mentioned to everybody is do your research, uh, take your time to really know what you're getting yourself into, and be able to put that effort and, and that uh, desire uh, focused into something that's uh, that you like, that you enjoy. And so now i'd like to call this a rapid fire question session i'm just going to throw some questions at you and you just got to give me some quick answers all right let's do it all right tell me your favorite uh sport my favorite sport to play or to watch to play to play uh soccer favorite athlete favorite athlete tough kobe bryant kobe bryant rest in peace um you're down in uh what they call wade county I heard that your favorite team is the Miami Heat. Tell me your prediction this year for them. Absolutely. I, you know, I said it at the beginning of the playoffs, David, and no one wanted to hear me, but I think <laughs> we're going to the ship. I think we're going to take, uh, I think we're going to take the championship home this year. And, uh, you know, we've, we've proved that we can play exceptional basketball down here from the 305. So I don't expect anything to change. I think we'll take care of Boston and, uh, and whoever comes out of the West, man, it could be Denver. It could be LA. Um, we're on, we, we, the, the team is, it has this next man up mentality and they're just a, a scrappy young team, um, with, you know, a good veteran leader in Jimmy Butler. And so, yeah. um, it's been, it's been so awesome to watch them play basketball. It's a, it's, it's a shame. I think that we haven't been able to, you know, be able to do it, do it in person, but, um, being able to take some study breaks and watch and cheer on the heat has been uh best part of the semester so far. Well, it was a pleasure to have you, man. Uh, thank you for coming on and sharing your experiences, sharing your journey into the field of podiatry. Hope you listeners enjoy this episode. Any last words, any last piece of advice that you want to leave the listeners with, Nikhil? Absolutely. Thank you so much, David, for having me. And if I could leave any anybody out there listening uh, with just you know, a last little bit of advice, I'd say um, criticism is worth more than compliments. Um, anybody out there that's pursuing their dreams or you know, trying to um, make something out of uh, their passion, um, keep going. Don't settle. Um, the grind will be worth it. And um, yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. I think that's very important. I think it's important to be able to drive yourself every day to the best that you can be. And, you know, there's going to be criticism along the way. There's going to be compliments along the way. You're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. And it's kind of going back to what I said in the beginning, where you're going to have days that 
you feel really good, days that you feel really bad. But when you know what you're doing is going to pay off in the end, it's uh, every day is worth it. You know, every day is a grind. And I'm sure you'll understand that in the coming days if you haven't already in the first month. Um, but I wish you nothing but the best going forward and all your classmates. I know I got to meet Jay Lewis a little bit, too, on the previous podcast. Uh, tell him what's up. Tell him I said hi. And if anyone else from Barry wants to come and represent your school and Miami, let them know that uh, this podcast is waiting for them. And I hope you listeners enjoy this episode and took away something from Nikhil's journey into the field of podiatry. It's a unique one, something different. And he dropped a lot of knowledge that's important for all of us to remember whether you're going into your undergrad or whether you're going into podiatry, whether you're going into MD, whether you're going into DO, and even for people like me who are going into uh, the next phase, which is residency. Um, I think it's all valuable um, information for all of us to remember and take to heart and you know actually apply it to our lives. So follow us on Instagram at soulpurpose20. Follow us um, on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, also on Spotify, and you can listen to this uh, podcast anywhere. Make Nikhil famous. Um, he has an Instagram as well. We'll drop his Instagram in the picture that we put up when we drop this episode. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.